0: Welcome to the You Are Not Alone podcast show, this is your host Danny coming to you with a new message, part of this series that we were talking about Jonah Stop Running and God had laid this on my heart and mind to speak to you about stop running Stop being afraid to be used by God, stop believing the lies of the enemy what he's been speaking to you into your life Jonah was on a run because God had a mission for him and God has a mission for you I don't know what that mission is, and I don't know who I'm speaking to, but I'm here to encourage you today. Stop running. Trust God. This is what Jonah had to find out. And to give a recap on Jonah chapter 1, we found out that God even used Jonah as he was running away, and he got on his ship. And because of him, God caused a, a terrible storm in the sea and people on the ship begin to cry out to their gods to save their lives and this is what i want you to understand this is how the gospel gets spread throughout the world just like people like jonah willing to do what god called him to do and that's spread the word of god see jonah was running from god but he didn't know that yeah, he was supposed to go to Nineveh but God had predestined him to stop aboard the ship. Because when you see these people that he's on his ship and they're crying out to different gods, what they find out, they find out who the true God is, the living God in heaven, because of Jonah running from God. See, God is always working, even when we don't think God is working. I just wanna let you know also, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I'm excited about part two a Jonah. Stop running. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. See what God has for you. Don't let the lies that people have told you about you, that you'll never make it, you'll never do this, you'll never do that, or the lies that you told yourself. If you remember in part one, I spoke about the biggest enemy is myself. On time of when I look at things and how things turn out in my world, it turned out in my world. Uh, The negative things, some of those things I've caused by not trusting God. And I'm here to encourage you today. Stop running, trust God, he has a purpose, he has a destiny for your life. And I want to encourage that person that I'm speaking to right now, who's on a run. Don't wanna do it, refuse to do it. Don't think that it serves any purpose But let me tell you, you'll be surprised. It says, even the angels in heaven rejoice over one person who repents and come unto God. So I just wanna encourage you today. I don't know what your struggles is. I don't know what you're dealing with, what type of depression. I don't know about your financial situation. I don't know about your health situation, about your loved ones, your relationships. But I'm here to let you know that I care, but not that I just care, but God cares. And whatever you're thinking about, he's thinking about because he wants you to trust in him. And, you know, we talked about this challenge thing when I was talking about the challenge that I was on with Matthew chapter 6, uh, verses 19 to 34 about seeking the kingdom of God. And we really found out all that really was is trusting God and putting God first in our lives. So I'm excited today. I'm excited uh, to, to dive into part two and talk, and, and talk to you about how God was using Jonah when he didn't want to be used. And I want you to know the same thing that's happened to Jonah has happened to you right now. You may not realize that God is working on you, and He's using you to make a change in the earth. You know uh, we're living in uh, times that are difficult. We're living through a we're living through a crisis, COVID nineteen. I'm telling you, you told people three years ago that today you couldn't go outside without a mask. You couldn't go to a, a football game or a basketball game, or a baseball game, or a concert, I sit in a restaurant. Who would ever thought that we live in this time like this? Or well, you getting on a plane, you got masks on, you got gloves on, you got hand sanitizer. But let me tell you something, in the midst of all this, God is working things out for the good of those that love him. Remember, God is fully in charge. He's not surprised COVID didn't sneak up on God. None of these things snuck upon God, but let me tell you something. Within this time frame, even if you're thinking that things appear to be negative, there are positive things that's going on right now in the earth. There's people who are receiving all kinds of blessings. You just have to look at it and just know that God is working in the midst. I'm just excited today because I was, you know, God had been dealt with me the past couple of weeks, you know, and have me be quiet and have me keep my mouth closed. He's been speaking some things to me about my life and and about what He wants me to say to the people. See, I don't want to do things in in, in my ability because my ability means that I'm not trusting God. But with God's ability, I can do whatever He wants me to do. If I put my God first in my life, He works for me. He works for me. I just want you to understand that. You know, When you realize that If God is for you, who can be against you? One of the greatest chapters in the Bible is found in the book of Joshua chapter one. When God is getting ready to let Joshua lead the people into the promise, he has to let him know to be courageous. In other words, that he was with him, that he wasn't gonna leave him, that he wasn't gonna forsake him, that he wasn't wasn't gonna leave him out there stranded because whatever God calls us to do He's there to give us the power and ability to do that. He's there to to see us do it. In other words, he's there watching over us to perfect those things that he's calling us to do. But I'm just excited, y'all. I want you to know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And he cares for you and he loves you and I love you. I want to know what's going on in your life. I want to be able to pray for you. I want to be able to stand with you in agreement. I want to celebrate with you when God gives you the victory over your circumstances. Now, yesterday, when we did part one, I was reading from the NIV Bible. But today, I'm going to be reading for today's Bible translation, God's Word. And we're going to dive into this, Joshua. But you know, before we dive into anything, we're going to pray because we need to honor God with our prayer. We need to always uh, pray. The Bible says, man, ought to pray and not faint. So I want you to understand that the power of prayer is always working. But like I said in John chapter 1, Jonah get men from different countries to believe in God. And so this is how the gospel gets spread. You know, you want to know how God was sending people out throughout all the world. He's working. God is always working the plan of salvation out for men. I just wanted to encourage you that God is always working the plan of salvation out for men. And so for anyone who's downcast today, uh, who's feeling defeated and feeling Faint-hearted and just just you know just just downright hurting in other words because sometimes you know the hurt that we carry we just don't tell people that we hurt in other words because we are not because we're ashamed just because we don't know that we need to make our confession known to one another in other words it's nothing wrong with telling a brother sister hey hey sister hey brother I'm down today this is what's going on with me and then don't you need to tell them Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And he cares about you because he sent his son to the cross for you. In other words, his son died and was raised, was raised again on the third day to give us life. And what we're going to find out, we're going to see this because we're going to see what happened to Jonah. Because, uh, as like I said, the recap uh, part one, they took him and they threw him over into the sea because he told them. They asked him, hey, how do we get out of this jam that you got us in? He said, toss me overboard and the sea will be calm. And they did that. But let me tell you something. Jonah was willing to sacrifice his life for others. I want you to see that. See, you, tell me, we didn't talk about that yesterday. What Jonah was saying, pro temporal Christ, because if you don't see it, you'll... See, these are things that you're missing in the gospel if you're not looking at it. That he was willing to die for others this is what christ came to earth to do christ came to earth to give us a new life to give us eternal life he was willing to die for us like john was willing to die for the people on the ship and i want to encourage you that that you know that that one sacrifice that he made come to see for those guys who were aboard that ship and they began to call on the name of the lord so guess what they did when they went back to their towns and village and they got a chance to talk to their family, talk to their friends. You know, if they said, hey, we was on the ship. There was this guy. He was a Hebrew. Uh, he was running from his God. His God caused this terrible storm on the sea. But when he told us to toss them overboard to save our lives, the sea was calm. That's hallelujah right there for you. That's a hallelujah moment. This is what Christ had did. And and before we get started in chapter two, the book of John, four chapters. But you know talking about, remember like this, it's not the quantity of anything. Remember like this. uh, they say the best gifts come in small packages. Ask any woman who receives a ring uh, for marriage. That, bo- that little box carries a weight in it because it's symbolic of a union together. It's not the great big box that she's looking for. It's the small box with the ring inside. And that's for any, anybody out there who's contemplating getting, getting married to someone, understand when you give that box, make sure you're right and make sure that you're seeking God and you're doing it in the right way. Can I get an amen? But remember, the best gifts are in small packages. So this four chapters has a great gift, a humongous gift. In other words, it didn't have to be 20 chapters. It didn't had to be 30 chapters. All they needed to do was be four chapters to show Christ and show what we can do as individuals when we surrender to God and let God use us. So let's pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you for the day, Father. I thank you, Father, for this word that you have birthed inside me to give to people, Father, for those who are running from you. And stop running. Let God use you because God has a plan. He has a vision. He has a purpose. He has a destiny for you. And I want you to be encouraged today that God loves you, that you are not alone. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Father, I ask you to bless your people. I have you to bless the people that are incarcerated, the people in the hospital, Father, for the kids doing e-learning, Father, for the person who needs a job, Father, for the person who don't know how to pay the gas or light bill or how to pay any bill, Father. I ask you to bless them. I ask you to turn it around for them, Father. I ask you to be there to meet their need, Father. And, Father, I just ask you, Father, that you would send blessings out upon the earth today, Father, I pray, Father, that this word would penetrate whoever's running from you, Father, today, that they would stop and let you use them, so they can bring about a change to their family, to their co-workers, to their fellow friends, or just to the world, Father. Because all you need is one person to make the sacrifice, like Jonah did, when he got tossed over sea. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. I hope that y'all ready. Now I'm talking about, I want you to be encouraged. I want you to know that God is moving in the earth right now. He's moving while you're listening to this podcast. He's moving when you're sleeping. God is always at work. Remember, he never slumbers nor do he sleep. Now let's get into the the uh, the meat of this. Jonah chapter 2. It says... From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God. Jonah prayed. I called to the Lord in my distress, and he answered me right there. This is what he says. We're going to read verse 1 and 2 again. From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God. And Jonah prayed, I called to the Lord in my distress, and he answered me from the depths of the watery grave. I cried for help, and you heard my cry. Understand this. I want you to understand this. Now, when they toss Jonah overboard, Jonah's going to spend three nights inside of this fish. And it's going to, it actually meant to be a prototype of a hell that he's going to experience. But inside of this fish, he cries out to his God. It didn't say God ignored him. See, when he was running from God, he was ignoring God. But when he cried out to God, he said God answered him. Do you know what that means? That even in his disobedience, God was willing to listen to Jonah. Jonah. And he heard him. He didn't leave him. He didn't say, Jonah, man, you messed up. You didn't do what I told you to do. You're going to run off of me. I'm going to leave you. No, God is merciful. God is full of love and compassion because he knows what he wants Jonah to do. And he just wants Jonah to realize what he wants him to do. And so Jonah had to have these events, in other words, so that he can really see how merciful God is. He knows and he's going to declare it within these four chapters. He's going to declare how good God was and how good God is. He's just frustrated because God is good. Have you ever been frustrated because God is good? <laughs> this is what Jonah's dealing with. He's frustrated because God is good. He's frustrated because God is good. But that's all right, because God is using this as a moment to still build his relationship, pour our love on Jonah. Because Jonah is going to have this testimony for the rest of his life, of how he ran and God brought him back. Even when he didn't want to, to do God's will. So I want to tell whoever's running, stop running god wants to use you and i don't want you to to be afraid to let god use you don't worry i'm talking about you know how you sound don't worry if you don't have this knowledge that you think remember like this god never calls to qualify he qualifies the call this is what god does god used simple people to confound the wise yes he used simple people to show that hey you don't have to be on top of the mountain to scream my name let's go on let's, let's, let's get back into Jonah because I really want to just let you know that we serve a good powerful God a loving God a merciful God a, a powerful God a God that uh, loves you when you don't love him or when you think that he's wrong in verse 4 it says this in chapter 2 then I thought I have been banished from your sight will I ever see your holy temple again I know I skipped uh, three but I just wanted to to show you this about Jonah Jonah he knows God this is how he knows God because now we're going to go back to verse 3 and see what he says in verse 3 you threw me into the deep into the deep of the sea, in the water surround me, all the white caps on your waves have swept over me. Did you hear what he said? All the white caps on your waves have swept over me. Jonah was contributing to the fact that even the waves obey God. That's why I switched it around. I want you to see how powerful God is. That even the waves. He controlled them. This is what Jonah says. Now in verse four, he says this, then I thought I have been banished from your sight. Will I ever see your holy temple again? So this means that somewhere in Jonah's life, he has this personal revelation of God's temple that, you know, so he knew that he was a a prophet. He, in other words, that meant because he's been having conversation with God for quite a long time. He's been serving the Lord for quite a long time. And then in verse 5, he says this The waters surround me, threatening my life. The deep sea covers me completely. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. I sank to the foot of the mountains, I sank to the bottom where bars held me forever. See, he was in a prison, prototype of hell, And he was bound by seaweed. He was bound. In other words, he felt, he, felt that he, was, he felt that he was incarcerated. But guess what? God is working. Understand this, God is working with Jonah because he wants Jonah to go to Nivea. He wants Jonah to go so that he can save many people's lives with his testimony. Don't ever underestimate the testimony. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. God loves you. Do not ever underestimate the testimony. It says in Revelation, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by our testimonies. Understand this. When people hear how good God has been to you, it motivates them. It impels them, hey, I need to trust God a little bit more. This is why, you know, when you give your testimony, don't just say I was going through some things and my things got turned around. Share your testimony. Say, hey, I was going through hell. I I lost my job, didn't know how to do this, didn't know how to do that, but God provided for me along the way. I didn't know that it was possible, but there was food on the table. See, that's what people want to know. They don't want to know that, oh, I just going through some things and, and God came along and he helped me out. know. give him testimony. Let him know what you was going through. Let him know I was bound by sickness. Didn't know how I was going to get through. The doctors counted me out. But great is my God that I serve. In his wisdom, his ability, he healed me supernaturally. Get a testimony, because the testimony affects, it affects change. Stop running. Whoever I'm talking to, stop running and trust God. Keep your eyes on God, not your circumstances. I don't care what they say about you. I don't care what your, what your family thinks about you. I don't care what your friends think about I don't care what you think about yourself, because God sees you. God sees your heart. You know, sometimes, you know, we uh, look at things, you know, uh, all. Dang! you look at stuff and say, ooh, look at this. You know, you say things like this. You look at things uh, from a, a perspective that if I look this, this way, or if I have this car, if I have this house, if I have this job, if I have this bank account, people are going to like me. The Bible says life is not in abundance of things. See, sometimes, you know, it's not about the car. It's not about the house. It's not about those things. It says the little that a poor man has is much than any rich man. What that means is that you can look at your life and think that you're insignificant, but in somebody else's eyes, you are just blessed beyond measure. Don't ever think that you're not blessed beyond measure. Don't ever feel that you're so below that you can't come up. Don't let people put you into a box. I just want to tell someone that because I know right now someone is struggling with that. Don't feel worthy enough. I done messed up. I done done this. I done done that. Man, I, I just give up. Do not ever give up because God will never give up on you because if he did he wouldn't send his son to the cross that very simple and then in verse seven as my life was slipping away i remembered the lord my prayers came to you in your holy temple those who hold on to worthless idols abandon their loyalties to you but I will sacrifice to you with the song of thanksgiving. I will keep my vows of victory that belong to the Lord. The Jody said, I'm gonna give thanks. I'm gonna sing to you. So this is the this is another thing I want you to get to get the, get the understanding of. When the praises go up, the blessings come down. God said, be thankful in everything. Understand this. Jonah is realizing that he needs to give thanks while he's in this prison he's thanking God he's remembering to sing to God boy I'm talking about you know, that's, you know that's powerful in other words to get on the other side of it he didn't whine about it he began to thank and sing and then you know this is, this is really powerful because Jonah when he began to praise God and just thank God now check this out Verse 10, this is what I want you to see What happens when you begin to praise God Begin to magnify God When you begin to glorify and exalt your God In your circumstance, in your situation You see the change Then the Lord spoke To the fish And it spit Jonah out Onto the shore Did you see that? Praise and thanksgiving Overwhelmed God God said spit him out On the shore he began to praise God. He began to give God thanks in the midst of this hell that he's prototype hell that he's in. With these seaweeds wrapped around his neck and the bars that he filled. In the midst, this is what, Thomas, see, when you look at these four chapters, you gotta understand, there's a lot in this four chapters. In other words, we see other people being saved aboard the ship. We see in chapter two that Jonah is in a prototype of hell for three days, just like Jesus is gonna be in the earth for three days before he rises again. we gonna we see that this one man sacrifices his life to save others. Christ sacrifices his life to save us. Don't you get the revelation? Don't you get the don't you see what I'm talking about now? This is why I'm excited because this is what God's been putting in my heart to speak about. Stop running. But I want you to see God doing what he's doing. I want you to see it. I want you to know that God is there working on everything. Hallelujah. We should be excited. Now, let's go to chapter 3. And this is what this is this is what this is what the Lord said. Then the Lord spoke his words to Jonah a second time. He said, "Leave at once. For the important city of Nivea announced to the people the message I have given you. Jonah immediately went to Nivea, as the Lord told him. Nivea was a city, very large, a city. It took three days to walk through it. Jonah entered the city and walked for about a day. Then he said, in 40 days, Nivea will be destroyed. Remember the number 40 represents trial. So they have 40 days to get it right. Uh, and it says that it took him three days to walk, representing the power, the power of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. The Trinity. I'm telling you, you see all this right here. All this is all in all within these three chapters. And this is what it says. Then he said, in the 40 days, Nivea will be destroyed. The people of Nibirah believed God. They decided to feel everyone from the most important to the least. The important dressed in sackcloth. When the news reached the king of Nivea, he got up from his throne, took off his robe, put on sackcloth, and sat in ashes. Then he made this announcement and sent it throughout the city. This order is from the king, his nobles. No one is to eat or drink anything. That is included all people, animals, cattle, and sheep, every person. An animal must put on sackcloth and cry loudly to God for help. Turn from your wicked ways and your acts of violence. Who knows? God may reconsider plans and turn from his burning anger so that we won't die. God saw what they did. And he saw that they turned from their wicked ways. So God reconsidered his threats to destroy them and he did not do it. One man, is one man that God is going to use to uh, shake these people. And, and what happened was Jonah was one man, but guess what? His voice was going to be heard. I just think he didn't have a microphone. He wasn't on the platform. That meant that the Holy Spirit that was inside of him was so prevalent that it shook the people. It made the people repent. You know, I just want to just let you know how good our God is and that he shows mercy to all. Remember that this, they're not Hebrews. They're the Hebrews enemy. But God wants to spare them. God wants to get his name known through the earth. And he wants to use Jonah to do it. He wants Jonah to bless his enemy. So if you got an enemy, pray for him. Pray that God will use them, that God will change their heart, that God will give them uh, peace in whatever dilemma they're going through, that God will strengthen them. I just want to encourage someone today. Stop running. Stop running. Stand still. See the salvation of the Lord. And what I'm going to do, because I want to continue to talk about Jonah, so we gonna stop right here for today because I want you to come back for part three. Because part three is going to be the conclusion of this, this uh series of Jonah. Stop running. Whatever's on your heart and mind God heart and mind. I want to pray before we close. I want to thank all those who listen. If you need prayer, please send in your prayer request so that I can pray for you and ask God to bless you and believe with you. And so let's close in prayer. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son Jesus Christ. I thank you for this moment of victory, Father. I thank you, Father, for letting your word penetrate people, Father's heart and mind. I pray, Father, that all the Jonahs that you are having me speak to today, stop running and let you use them to effect change like you did with Jonah. And we love you, God, and we magnify you and we praise you. Father, I ask you to bless your people today. Actually, ask you, Father, let them know that you love them. Let them see you like the people of Nivea have seen you. Let them see the glory of God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I want to say thanks for listening to the show. I want to tell you I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm believing that God has a destiny for you, that He, I know he has a destiny for you. And whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. But last but not least, I want to just say that I love you and thanks for listening. Uh, talk to you with part three coming up. Thanks again. Love you. Bye-bye.